Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 113, Living the Dream, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. I'm Anna Bernarski. I'm the social media trash queen who hasn't done anything lately. And I'm Jedi, the Jedidor-in-Chief Jedrizak, uh, and I just said what I did, so... <laughs> yeah, that, that is <laughs> your your title and your thing you do. Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> it's just also my sit name. around jediting all day. And, <laughs> yeah, you really could just say, I'm Jediter, and then that's it. You could save even more time in the introductions. Yes. Um, Alright, so, first of topic on the on the docket today... Everyone, guess Thumbs what up. trailer came out today? What trailer came out today? I said guess! Thomas oh, the Tank oh. Engine? <laughs> no, not Thomas the Tank Engine. The sequel to the ever-popular <laughs> classic that I'm sure everyone in Game Call has played, uh, Red Dead Redemption, the second oh, one. Wait, <laughs> that didn't come out yet? I didn't there's even a trailer know for the it. Second one coming out. What? Yeah, there's a trailer for Red Dead Redemption Two. When was it announced? What? Like today? No, but no. When was when was the sequel announced? I don't know. Part of the whole part of this opening bit was going to be the fact that we don't really know what we're talking about. <laughs> we don't. I, well, I guess congrats, I could have sworn. We have no idea. I could have sworn there already was one. <laughs> That yeah, that's, that's. I mean, Red Dead Redemption Two official trailer is an upcoming and it's an upcoming Western action adventure game, set to yeah. be released in quarter two of two thousand eighteen. So no, it has not come out yet. <laughs> I don't know Shows why. Out with the times we are, huh? <laughs> I thought it already. <laughs> I kind of did too. It's just been out for so long. It just feels like it. But I had yeah, no, no idea there's I was getting another one. There's an. There's another one. So, um, well, with our with our very deep, I think, uh, Red Dead Redemption experience. Yeah. Um, I thought we could maybe, even though none of us have seen a trailer, I I, I specifically abstained from watching the trailer. Um, what do you, we all think is going to be in Red Dead Redemption Two? Horses. Objectively. <laughs> okay. Probably horses. alcohol. Okay, but no. So so the first game had horses. So what's Horses to the sequel. What is the wagons? sequel to horses? But I'm horses sure and wagons. I think guns. it's cars, right? Cars are cars the sequel to horses. What? Because carts are part of, of the horse. Are a part of <laughs> horse like dynamic. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. exist at the same time. Believe it, it's part of the horse. <laughs> no, so, part of the horse experience. So what is this like in like the 1920s or something now? I guess if there's cars in it. Um, Wait, what? The wild. So the wild west. Uh, there's cars. Um, I mean, it could be an alternate universe where cars were invented earlier, and it's still wild west times. I'm I'm actually gonna look up the trailer. No, don't. That's the whole bit. Well, I'm gonna look it up for after. Okay, that's because I'm actually curious now. Okay. Right. Um, so it's there for later. Okay, oh no, it's playing. So oh no. I heard Stop. I heard you say Stop. I heard you say guns too. Guns okay, so and what's alcohol? the sequel to guns? What's the sequel se- more guns? But what's like the sequel to gun? What replaces um, Western guns? Probably modern guns. 
So like, so it's basically just going to be like a modern FPS and that it's going to have like all the different types of just like guns that yes. <laughs> are all technically different, but like practically They're speaking, all the same. unless you're really, really down into the game mechanics, you can't really tell them apart. Yep. <laughs> so exactly. it'll have that. Okay. So we've got um, cars, we've got modern weaponry. Um, what's the sequel to alcohol? More alcohol. <laughs> what? Drugs? Alcohol okay, so, and so drugs. Dr- drug drug cartels. There's gonna be drug cartels. <laughs> oh when does this game take with. place? No, we don't it know anything place about in an this. Alternate this universe just... Wild West. Is what okay. I'm saying here. Okay. Cause if we don't, then we're basically just making, I think, like a Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'm about to actually watch the trailer. So, so Yeah, so... like cause, cause if this isn't yeah, it would just be GTA then, because the joke was always Red Dead Redemption is just like Grand Theft Horse. It comes full circle. Hold on. We've come full circle. Okay, what what else is in this sequel, though? So we've got, you, you, you're driving cars in the Wild West. Oh, wait, um, are we just making this up? Wait, you thought this was real? <laughs> thought... You thought this was really what the game was? I thought you were trying to tell us <laughs> what was in the game. No, Wait, what's happening here? This, this is, is not weird. a real game. Jenny. I legitimately thought that this was some sort of like, oh well, Red Dead Redemption. It takes place in like the 1800s, so like the next one is <laughs> in the 1920s. That explains why you were so insistent of like, when does this take place? I was confused. That's why I said that we. I told you I hadn't watched the trailer. How would I know all this information about the game if I hadn't? looked into it at all i didn't even know that none of us knew that this sequel wasn't already in existence how would i have all this knowledge you could read okay i'm i'm watching the actual trailer no you'll ruin it for all of us kind of confused how many cars are there there are at the moment zero cars how many horses? I, I, I saw at least one cart. <laughs> I also found telephone poles, which is very confusing, because I think this is still 1800s, but I'm not sure. I think you could have a telephone pole. Well, oh, it's a telegraph pole, perhaps. They Telegram? Like telephone poles, though, with Telegraph, you know, beep, 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 I thought those were telegrams. Telegram. Uh, telegram, I thought. Oh, was... telegram! Telegram is when you send a telegram, like the... yeah, the guy comes and reads you the something. Stop. I mean, maybe it is. I could. Oh, you know what? It is. It is. All right. I was just very confused because I'm like, huh? Doesn't look like it fits, but but Cannon. there is at least. Uh, you can't watch the horses. trailer anymore. You need to stop. Stop. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> Can't stop me now. We can stop you if I want to. Stop. <laughs> Just the whole podcast. We're going to end every sentence with stop. Stop. That won't get obnoxious at all. Stop. <laughs> no, stop. Stop. Stop, stop. <laughs> all right. Time to play more Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Man, red light, playing red light, green light over Telegram must have been very difficult. I hope people actually did that. Go, stop. Stop, go, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Go, stop. It's like, what do you want from me? Okay, so that's okay. enough. That's enough talking about things we don't know about. 
Jenny, you went to a thing recently. I believe I, that I is what you wanted to talk about today. Yes, I did. I, uh, so I, you, you went to Boston. So yes, I, I wrote a Game Cola article about this, but I, uh, I went to the Boston Festival of Indie Games. Stop. <laughs> and what is and and what is that? Uh, I don't know if I'd quite call it a convention, but it is basically a, a convention for indie developers. It takes place uh, at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in their athletics building, which is a curious choice for it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> athletics like, buildings are usually pretty big, though. It 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 was it was pretty big, um, and it took up both floors because the first floor was for um, tabletop games, which was cool. And then you go upstairs to the uh, video type games. What was there like a middle floor where they played like, like mixtures of tabletop and video games, like um, uh, like uh, like seen it. Was anyone playing seen it <laughs> on the one point fifth floor? Indie seen it. Yes, I'm sure. No, <laughs> indie seen it tagline. No one has. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't know why, but um. I was thinking of uh, Atmosphere, you know, classic yeah. VHS video board game, um, which yes, I yeah. believe Paul uh, would definitely be a person who's interested in making some such similar thing. I, I believe the market for that might be particularly reduced because then it's not just a it's not just like a taste niche. It's a technology <laughs> yeah but um but no I, I i had a good time at the boston fig as they call it saw a lot of indie games i really enjoyed the variety actually of indie games because i guess according to the 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 pamphlet that came with my uh attendance they say that it's a curated event so it's not just like anybody who wants can come and like show off their game uh they try to pick like stuff that isn't already being shown so you did end up with quite a variety of like the style of game and the like level of team there wasn't like only people who are like one guy in like his you know basement making this game by himself or only like big teams with like 20 people who have a budget um you got like a really good variety of who you got to see so there was you know some like really professional looking games some stuff that's like oh, there's a lot of, you know, heart and soul put in by this, like, one single person who's sitting behind me in this booth. But you also got a lot of, like, uh, there was a game, it was like an iPhone game that requires headphones, and it's called Blind Drive. You're supposed to, like, steer your car without being able to see, and you're supposed to, like, dodge traffic and stuff. There was another game, uh, Static Ops, that was kind of like a Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, mm. where it's like, there's two people, there's one person with the mouse and, like, headphones who's, like, listening to the radio for, like, secret codes and stuff, while the other person plays with the keyboard and gets to look at the screen and, like, guide the uh, the character around the uh, the base. I don't know. There was, there was some interesting games. And so, like, the idea is that, like, one person is, like, getting the codes and has to relay that information to the person with the screen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are... So like anxiety-inducing. Uh, those are those me. are the like, the kinds of like asynchronous. Really I think is the term. Yeah. Gameplay where like the two the different people have like different things available to them. Yeah. Those are those are some of my favorite. Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like 
like those two particular examples are like the kind of high stress you're on a timer you're gonna die if you don't figure this out <laughs> sort of yeah you, know, you can do asynchronous gameplay in a less stressful environment like you could you could do it you know like mario galaxy maybe not the best example but in terms of what's the most fun for both people but it has like it technically has a sort of asynchronous gameplay in that like you've got one person controlling mario and you've got another person um that like controls the star pointer and collect i mean you both can collect star bits but like the person can like hold enemies still and is less you know since they're not controlling mario they're more they they're less distracted and can do yeah. some of the stuff with the um Wiimote that player one can do but might not necessarily because they're focused on playing the game normal and that i would imagine would give you less anxiety than oh no if i don't figure this out someone's gonna die so okay so it was were there like was it just like a showcase or were there like panels too no and i guess that's part of what uh keeps me from calling it like a convention is um there weren't really panels it was just like here's booths for like all these dozens of indie games there was like a an artist alley and like a little shopping area i guess but um other than that it was primarily just a showcase and then the tabletop games downstairs were was that a showcase or was that just like hey let's all play tabletop games also no um it was like independently created tabletop games um that like you could come down and you could play their game at their booth there were some cool ones i liked them but i imagine those probably had a, a larger like time sink to actually like try out yeah like um there was one i was listening to it was like right like i'm getting hungry i'm ready to go and he starts telling me about this cool like uh you know exploration space game and he's like well normally this would be like a three or four hour game but we've boiled it down to half an hour for the sake of this uh display and i'm like well you know i'm interested but i don't know about half an hour right now <laughs> right and then like waiting for the other one that's currently going to wrap up how long would you expect a board game playing session to go or like a tabletop game i guess like three to four hours like sounds really long but i don't know like i've definitely played video games for three to four hours before it's true and like um if you think of like a D&D campaign or something that can definitely go and that's what they were kind of saying is like it's something that you take a Saturday <laughs> and you like uh you know make a, an evening out of it you like invite everybody over and you all sit down and you play this game for an evening it's... you know it's no sorry <laughs> but uh <laughs> sorry it's not sorry <laughs> yes i can't believe it's not sorry <laughs> it's not the game of I'm life sure there are plenty of games like that where it's like it's not sorry with like an <laughs> asterisk sign it's like it is mostly sorry <laughs> off topic question has anyone ever seen the commercials for sorry where there was this kid who was just like sorry and then like knocked someone else's piece away is it this like I've, I've i've definitely done the like like drawing the card but like not showing anyone and then going and like figuring out who you're gonna take and then like excuse me friend <laughs> i'm terribly sorry and then taking their piece 
It's even worse. I guess the uh, the sorry commercials that I remember are the ones with the disgusting, weird, like, guys dressed as the pieces running around on the board. I don't think I ever saw many commercials for Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see too many, but that's one that I remember seeing. I don't remember where I saw it or when. Also, Sorry is, like, just, I feel like, to a certain extent, it's one of the most basic of, like, games of, like, you get a card, it has a number on it, you move that many spaces, that's the game. That's fun. Candyland. <laughs> Candyland is like what I just said, but more. It is. The, like the only the only game that is like the the game that is most what I said. I forget what it's called, but I think it's called like Uncle Wiggly or something. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh my god, what? we have that. My sister used to is, love that. Is game. everyone here familiar with Uncle Wiggly? No. I am. I think that's what it's, it's like called. A counting game. Is it is it called Uncle Wiggly? Yes. Okay, I got it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's literally... I don't remember if you have cards or dice, but it's literally... It's cards. Yeah, it's literally you draw a card, you go that number of spaces, whoever gets to the end wins, and there's no, like, twist on that. <laughs> it's just like, that's that's yeah. the game. You just draw cards until somebody wins. Like It's not even yeah, like shoots and ladders where you could go backwards. Games. My sister and one of my grandmas, they would play that all the time. It's sitting out. My mom, my mom's been cleaning upstairs, um, and she found it, and now it is on the floor <laughs> somewhere. It's not good because it's also like it's like you mo- have to move a hundred spaces, and I don't think the cards go very high. So like, it's it it's takes at least ten too. turns to like get to the end. And then multiply that by however many players you have, and just goes on forever. Yeah, I think you can only have four players. Jetty, what's the but, most? Yeah, it's what's the most simplistic board game you've ever played? The most simplistic board game? <laughs> I mean, does it count if it doesn't have a board? I mean, like, it, like not like a card game. I guess. Game. I guess. I don't know. I guess. Uh, how complex would you call Yahtzee? Because I guess in some ways. Like, all it is is literally you count up the dice and stuff. But I guess there is, like, strategy. You can choose where to put what. Yeah. Yeah, there's at least, like, you have some agency. Yeah. Like, like, because in Uncle Wiggly, like, you can't even play bad on purpose. Oh, yeah. You know It's what just I mean? whatever like, you get. Yeah, whatever you get is whatever you get. And it's kind of similar. In, like, sorry has some choice, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of situations where it's like... You move your piece, and that's what you do this turn. <laughs> I mean, look, card games, like, the, the obvious winner is war. Yeah. The worst card game. <laughs> Are you serious? I love war. War is, you literally just draw cards until someone wins. Were we? It's great for somebody who has, like, really bad attention and needs something to move fast. Were we talking that's about fine. this? It's, it's a fun... Did we did we talk about this I, recently? I'm I'm sure I've mentioned it, my detest for uh, <laughs> for war on the podcast before. Not to get too political, ha ha ha. Get it because it's like the uh, actual war. Yeah, <laughs> um, I get it. But no, like I, I don't like it. I don't like it because there's no there's no strategy. It's a fine pastime if you just if you, like your goal is to just kill like. I need it to be, you know, 15 to 30 minutes later. 
So exactly. we'll just throw this deck of cards at each other until one of us has more. <laughs> yep. But as a game, it's awful and bad. I mean, that's why I play card games, just to pass time. So it doesn't need to be anything complex for me. I'm just saying that, like, you have, like, again, like, if a game is so straightforward that you playing it the best you can and the worst you can is not different at all, then I feel like there's a problem there. Like, you can p play Go Fish poorly. You can ask for the wrong thing intentionally, ignore information that you get based on what other people ask for, and just blindly guess, and that's very different than like paying a lot of attention to what people are asking for, and and then make, making your asks based on that. So even though Go Fish is very simplistic, like you still have there's a difference between like no strategy and some strategy. That is a good point. Stop. You know it's a fun board game to to try to cheat at. What is it? What? I don't know if it would exactly be cheating, but clue. <laughs> All right. When other people show other people their cards, and you kind of just have to watch and see where they're crossing out on their uh on their sheet, like if it's the character, the weapon, or the room. Isn't like so? You're that. just you're just looking at what everybody else has crossed out on their thing. You kind of have to watch and see which, like, where they're crossing out. Because then you then, also yeah, yeah, can yeah. You know. cross out that part. Yeah. I don't know if that would exactly be cheating or just using <laughs> using your observation skills to your advantage. Roll a perception check. I feel like you're not... So, I, feel <laughs> like the, I feel like the point is um, to not know what everybody else knows, like... That's the, yeah. the 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 whole point of the game is that everyone has different information at all times, and if everyone was just looking at what everyone was doing, then it's not really there's no inequivalence of information. Then <laughs> it's fun cheating at that game. So, I think uh, the coolest game that I saw down in the tabletop section was one called Go Go Gatai, um, and it was like the yakuza has robots. And they are trying to extort money from food trucks who also, the food trucks themselves, combine into a robot. And the two teams... <laughs> I'm on board. The two teams are trying to make it through the city. And, like, they're battling each other individually. But if they can all get together, like, you know, into adjacent spaces, then they can combine. So it's like trying to keep the other team from getting together while you're trying to get together. And then you, you know, transform into a giant robot and then beat them. So do you just win when you transform into a giant robot? Um, I did not sit... I mean, you, you don't. I can tell you that much. Um, I did not sit and, like, watch the full round of play, but apparently when you turn into a robot, you can also, like, take out buildings and stuff, which are, like, you know, you can't just, like, run in a straight line uh, because you're going to, like, run into buildings and stuff. But you could if you turned into a giant robot and destroyed the buildings. That's the, that's the thing, like, most games, I feel like, like, tabletop games, where there's, like, multiple stages, yeah. that inevitably one stage is going to be better than the other. Yeah. Like, um, House on a Hill or something like that. Haunted Terror at House on a Hill or something like that. <laughs> Betrayal at... Trail at House on a Hill. Betrayal maybe. at... Yeah. Betrayal at House on a Hill. So, like, the first stage of the game is... You, uh, you're, like, explore the house, and you get, like, items and power-ups, and you, like, 
build the house that's like randomly generated because you like pull out tile sets as you explore the house. But then um, then as soon as like someone like quote unquote dies, like they, they lose enough not being afraid points or whatever, um, then it moves into the second phase where that person is the antagonist and the rest of the people are trying to escape the house alive or something like that. But the there has been very rarely been a time where I haven't enjoyed just the exploring of the house a lot more than the second phase where like someone is evil because it's usually at least in that game it's usually very much either oh you know you have to keep everybody for getting out of the house before you get to the front door but then also everyone just happens to be at the front door at that time while you're like you're in the basement so it's like well i'm not even gonna have a chance to interact with anyone because they're all further away than me so because like we've actually like stopped like we stopped playing in the middle of the second phase just because we didn't enjoy it that part yep <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to say about boston jetty it was fun i saw a bunch of games i uh That's <laughs> you can read my article about it i uh i wrote all about the games that i like yeah you should you should read the article on gamecola.net yes gaming uh, uh video games <laughs> gamecola.net video games yes i um Video games. I'm trying to think if I actually changed it to that or if it still says uh, we talk about video games sometimes. I think, I think, I really do, th- like, from a branding standpoint, probably terrible. Still, but I like the idea that our, our, our slogan is just video games with a period. Like, yeah. <laughs> the period is the important part of that. Yes, I, I like I... that that was Nathaniel's suggestion that explicitly with the period. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of there's lots of shows with punctuation in them. Yes. Though sometimes it's con- like there's plenty of shows where like the exclamation. I mean, yeah. Nathaniel's Ojo's. <laughs> I was thinking which about he always says like that. Um, um, has an exclamation mark in the title. There's. Uh, I was gonna say both Eek the Cat and Ah uh, Real Monsters. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh a rock. Yes. That has a comma in it. <laughs> That's true. Um, continue? continue? That one's yes. always weird to read about because it will completely change the tone of the sentence. Continue? Yeah. It's like, I really love watching Continue. <laughs> <laughs> sort of speaking about uh, tabletop games a little bit, um, I think the fans and listeners of the podcast, the game colons, as <laughs> we have been instructed not to call them, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, would be would be interested to know that we've sort of been doing like Dungeons and Dragons stuff, fun stuff behind the scenes with our good uh, and friendly DM Anna. <laughs> it's a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Anna uh, Anna constantly fun. undersells herself. Yes, even though everyone's having a great time. Yes, we yes. wouldn't be coming Just back. Good. If we didn't enjoy yeah. it. I'm also going to do one because um, we had too many people interested, so we, we split the party in two. This week ended up get, being too busy because we were originally going to try yesterday. But um, I'm excited to send you through my introduction that I've repeatedly said you're either going to love or hate. Mm-hmm. I get to play my uh, thiefy girl. I'm excited about that. Yeah, you've had that. That's a, that's a character that you've 
had from several different campaigns, right? Yeah, um, for one that I'm doing with people from a fan group um, mm-hmm. for a, a D&D show called Dice Camera Action, who I don't get to use as often because we don't meet, like, ever. <laughs> but I just, I really want to use her because she's my favorite. I mean, James is, James is using a character that he's had for, like, several years. Yeah, um, and... Uh, Jetty, you made up your own character. This, this character that you've done, yeah, the monk, yeah. who punches ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And brooms and doors and everything. Yes. Um, this is, this, that's your that's your own original character. Do not steal, right? Yes. Um, I made it up just for this uh, this whole thing. Like it's not a pre-existing character that I'd used previously. I made it up for the express purpose of dungeoning and dragoning with you guys. The um adventure that I've been sending most everyone on the Discord server through. Um, is called Death House, which is an optional side quest in the uh, campaign Curse of Strahd. And I thought we were going to be done last time, but I'm dumb and forgot there's a whole other level of the dungeon. Yeah, we've been basically going a floor a session, and we're just, yeah. on like session. We just finished session three. Yeah. So well, because tomorrow, if we had meta gamed, we probably could have gotten through that quickly, but. Like but we you didn't, and we I'm really didn't. Excited that you didn't. <laughs> yeah, we basically like you could have. We could have just like made a beeline for a staircase. Yeah. Um, and moved down to the next floor. But I think we ended up exploring like the entire map. And yeah, that was like did, that actually. wasn't like intentional. It was just in character. <laughs> we were like, well, I guess we'll go this way, and we basically went the entire map and explored everything. And we got a bunch it's of loot that won't a, matter. Yeah, because especially we're not keep it. Freaking well that had nothing in it. Yep. <laughs> that um Game Cola staff writer James yeah. Pelster decided to s- jump in and explore the thirty foot deep well that had nothing in it <laughs> while uh Diana just continually hit him on top of the head with a bucket. True story. <laughs> the one part of the campaign where my character was not the most hated. That's another thing, is that everyone does not like my character. Everyone's character, I should say, does not like my character at all. Which makes sense, in a sense, because he has very low charisma. But it basically means that everyone gets upset whenever I do anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's also really funny because you guys are either really charismatic or just not charismatic at all. Mm -hmm. It's really funny, there's no (laughs) in-between. I did like the part... Uh, where we were all trying to break into that box, and then after we gave up and left the room, you stayed back and cast Firebolt, but then Coley came (laughs) running back (laughs) into the room (laughs) just to grab the treasure. Yeah, and I I tried to grab the treasure, and then Anna was like, well, I mean, it'll burn you, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was still on fire. (laughs) I didn't realize everything was still on fire. You know, after you set it on fire. (laughs) Well, I mean, I didn't know it was all flammable. Yeah, they're the things in the interior. Yeah, it's wood and um. I mean, Snur would have known that it was still on fire. I just didn't know how much time had passed in this interaction. Half a second. (laughs) Well, I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm actually really excited. 
where you punished me for engaging with the ghosts and being the only one to actually talk to them. I don't remember this. What happened? When was this? Was this when you made them cry? <laughs> this is when we met the ghost children, and I tried to engage them in conversation, and you made them start crying. It's because you were a bit... I don't think I punished you, did I? I? I mean, you made me feel bad by making children cry. <laughs> you made them cry. They were ghosts. You kept telling. <laughs> you kept reminding them that they're dead. I told them that they once. can't leave the house. No, I just said that they were dead, and I thought they already knew that. <laughs> they did know that they were dead, but you don't need to remind them. Well, I was. It was important to the context of the conversation of figuring out what was going on. He still made them cry. <laughs> yeah, they just cried, and then everyone got mad at me again. <laughs> Those be... poor ghost children. What did they ever do to you <laughs> Try before to... trying to possess you? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, to a certain extent, I'm a little happy that we're splitting up a little bit because that means that it reduces the amount of crap I get from people by half. So it might increase depending on how much you hate hate my DMing. (laughs) (laughs) True. Coley is probably one of the biggest ones of... She she loves it, and so do I, so that's the only reason you two are together, because it's just so much fun. Just, like, listening to her give you shit. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's definitely what we've been doing in our our spare time. Yeah. Another thing that's been happening in my spare time is yeah. uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Good old Thomas. Uh, Segway. He's a really useful engine, you know. I, I downloaded six different Thomas the Tank Engine apps onto my phone. And one of them is, I think, a Talk to Thomas. How many of them one. have you used? I've used two so far. Mm-hmm. Were they all free? Yes. Okay. Thomas and friends talk to you. I'll save that one for a little later. But um, I've played the Magic Tracks one, which is, I think, really just a playset. But you can all. But it also has um, in-app purchases that I will not be purchasing. Um, I also played the racing one, which is really just you press a bunch of buttons. Not not even buttons. You just it gives you prompts on screen, and then you do whatever the prompts want you to do which might be pressing a button or dragging something to something else. And it's really simplistic, and it's great. It is a Thomas the Tank Engine video game. <laughs> These are not meant for uh, someone in their 20s. Which one's your favorite? So far, definitely the racing one, because the Magic Tracks one wanted me to buy things, and I didn't want to do that. I, I really hope that the Thomas and Friends talk to you will become my new favorite, because I want to talk to some trains. Because that's, you know, my dream come true. Wait, 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 wait. Are we going to have a new tank engine dating sim? <laughs> Is this the next Hatterful yeah. Boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, I, uh, once I finish writing that uh, potato dating sim that I keep saying that I'm going to write, um, that's the next one. Yeah, this is definitely looking like just another one of those things. Anyway, Tom's the tank engine. They're all very bitter and very angry all of the time. <laughs> yeah, they're just... They, I mean, that's the most of the conflict is just... I I don't think you can do the thing. I'll show you. I'll do the thing. <laughs> oh no, I shouldn't have done the thing. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it goes. I, I love it. It's wonderful. And then you just cause confusion and delay. Yep. <laughs> the whole entire show is counterproductive, and it's fine. Um, I remember that I played Thomas the Tank Engine video games when I was younger, but I don't remember, like, what they were. They were computer. I know they were, like, computer, sort of, like, point and click, probably. I think it was just, like, a one of those things where, like, you just, the, there was, like, a game, but it was just, like, moved you from minigame to minigame. Oh, yeah. I think it was in classrooms at school, but, like, you never really got to play them because it was kind of like, yeah, these are these are educational, but we still they're still just video games, so you don't really get to do that ever. I never played any video games of Thomas the Tank Engine when I was a kid. I did play with actual Thomas the Tank Engine toys at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> That's about as close as it got. And also, whenever I babysat, if they had Thomas the Tank Engine toys, I would play with those with the kid. You babysat Thomas the Tank Engine toys? <laughs> no. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Alright, time to move on to another app. This looks significantly more cartoony. Yeah, because Thomas like recently moved from like stop motion model or like models to like full on CGI. Oh yeah. With like oh, actual okay. lip syncing and it's Oh god. An abomination, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> is it, uh... This is some crap. Is it worse it. than J.J. the Jet Plane? It, no, okay, J.J. <laughs> <laughs> the Jet Plane is, like, a whole caliber of, like, discomfort. Like, like if you can't just, you like, you can't, like, of course anything compared to J.J. the Jet Plane is gonna look good. <laughs> like... They still don't have, like, human faces stretched over an airplane model. Well, okay, but I guess the thing is, is that, and I didn't realize it until, like, recently, that J.J. the Jet Plane is just a knockoff of Thomas the Tank Engine. It's... I guess it was, like, it was so bad that I never realized, like, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it wasn't that I didn't know you were so, so much as, like, horrified. I didn't care. Because, like, it was more important that it was just bad. Yeah. You you were just so, than... like, mortified by the the graphics that you couldn't see through the facade. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I had tried to enjoy it for what it was, I would have been like, this is basically Thomas the Tank Engine. But instead, it's just like, ah! Yeah. What is happening? Faces on airplanes. What is this? Like, <laughs> why is the face stretched across the airplane? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not just like flat on there. It's like stretched around. And like, I'm pretty sure they use they tried to use some like weird motion capture on the faces because they're just like twitch around constantly. <laughs> and it's like, why? Like, it is the most uncanny valley stuff that you'll ever see. Yeah, and it's awful. I'm, it's so bad. I'm vaguely reminded of um, Seaman. The uh, I believe it was a Dreamcast game. We have a game called oh, article yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm vaguely familiar, but yeah, a lot like that, yeah. honestly, in terms of character design, <laughs> as it should be. Is this another racing game? All right, let's go. Let's go. Speaking of a bunch of small portable video yes. games, uh, Jetty. 
you got out right before the podcast. You got out a collection of uh, of little things that you picked up recently. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? While Anna raises some, I did steam in engines. fact get a bunch of small things. So, uh, being that Game Cola headquarters has recently moved from uh, disgusting, humid, and sweaty Orlando, Florida, to Boston, Massachusetts, um, we have had to refurnish the headquarters um with reasonably priced used furniture uh and so instead you bought video games (laughs) well first i bought uh the hannah montana digital photo cube for three dollars which was a steal Mm -hmm. um i'm getting a very strong like uh what is it um Jack and the Beanstalk vibes here. <laughs> I took the cow to town to sell it. Jetty, go to go sell the cow and buy us some furniture. He comes back with Hannah Montana video game. Yes, so it's worth three dollars. It's like I that that cow was worth like at least a hundred dollars. <laughs> so you see, this will jumpstart my career as a pop star producer. <laughs> Um, I'll become a media giant. There, there is a whole tale. I, I, um, I brought it around. That goes behind the purchase, uh, and then, oh, how would I phrase that? The uh, activation thereof of the product, so to speak, um, which you'll have to read on Paul Franzen's new website, Yard Sailing to Adventure. That's yardsailingtoadventure.wordpress.com. Uh, Also, make sure if you're shopping on Amazon to use his affiliate link uh, for products that you're interested (laughs) on buying. Then I proceeded to go to multiple yard sales, at which I I came across a bag full of Game Boy games and a Game Boy, which I bought for only 10 American dollars. Wow. Yes. Um, I feel like even just a, a Game Boy Color itself is worth at least twenty American dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I was stoked, um, and I I bought that right up as soon as I saw it, um, and I ended up with quite the collection. I must say, uh, I have. Yeah, what I want to what is what's your haul? I'm I'm curious. Pac Man. Okay. Jeopardy. That could be a lot of things, but go. <laughs> Jeopardy. Yep, we 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 heard a little sample of that earlier. Yeah. Uh, I might play it for the podcast uh, so everyone can enjoy. Um, Game and Watch Gallery Three. Ooh, historical. Yeah. Um, speaking of historical, there is Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Oh, so like the first. Yeah. The first. Well, wait. But it, for the Game Boy Color. Yeah. With apparently so like. That's not- high score leaderboard and some other stuff it looks like it has some custom levels and stuff as well okay because it's not it's not the super mario all-stars one no because those came out on game boy advance um then there is actually maybe maybe i should save this one for last um there's three oh no i guess there's four licensed games half of these games were licensed games i already mentioned jeopardy tiny tunes advent tiny tune adventures buster saves the day Sesame Street Sports, quite possibly the most pointless game I have ever played. Um, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Duel Stories. I'm actually quite curious to play that one. Yeah. Um, and then a game 
Now, see, I don't know much about this uh, this franchise, let's say, so I'm not sure if this one is worth the ten dollars all on its own, or uh, or if perhaps nobody cares about this one. Um, the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages. No, I mean that's a. I don't know if it's like rare or anything, but I mean that's a that's a good one. Yeah, is it? It's supposed to be good. That... Actually, you know, considering that like there's so few, like so little coverage of it, I would think that that might actually be that might actually be like worth ten dollars all on its own. <laughs> um, it might now if it's if it's been released on like eShop stuff now, which I think it might yeah, have yeah. been. What'd be really cool is you got both of them because you can you can like they talk to each other and like if you you can play through one and you play through the other and you get like a bonus ending or something. See, so one thing that I'm like excited about, or actually, in some ways I guess I'm slightly disappointed about, is I have a working Game Boy Color, but I left it in Orlando, Florida. It is still in my ownership technically, but it's not in my current possession. Um, it is not here at the office where I currently am located recording this podcast. But but I have another Game Boy Color, and I could use the stupid infrared port to communicate, which I have literally never done before because I've never had a friend stop. <laughs> um, I have never had a friend who had a Game Boy Color while I currently had my Game Boy Color in my position, and which we both owned games which operated on the Game Boy Color with two-player mode or whatever. Yeah, wait, so I didn't know that the Game Boy Color had an infrared, like, yeah, wireless thing. Yeah, there's a little, like, black spot on the top. There's, like, a little black window thing. Um, now, my problem with this is, do we actually have to physically keep these things pointed at each other? Like, I guess that works while you're doing, like, a Pokemon trade, but it wouldn't work while doing a Pokemon battle where you're both like, eh, eh, eh. Uh, whoops. Like, I dropped it just doing that. <laughs> Jenny, I think you might be playing Pokemon incorrectly. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like, I had the Game Boy Advance SP, and you had to get, like, a specific... You had to get the quote-unquote wireless adapter um, to, do, to do anything that wasn't the cable with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do... And then the, the DS had infrared and wireless... Which felt redundant. Yeah. Um, but I guess if there was something that was interfering with the wireless communications, you could still do infrared. I don't think I don't think anyone ever did. That was another weird thing where like, because it felt I I don't know it just always felt like the whole like part of the original DS's whole gimmick was this like wireless connectivity <laughs> as like a baseline because it had picto chat where you just connected to other DS's and then you just drew, drew stuff to each other. And that was uh, just a thing in in Picto chat. Man, I missed out. Like I'm, I'm just thinking about. I remember MSN Messenger at one point like included this like whiteboard feature where you could like draw to each other. And I just remember drawing things to people. <laughs> I missed out not having. That is what you would have to use it for. I, yeah. I missed. <laughs> I missed out on not having. Picto chat on Nintendo DS. Well, you could always just jump on board, you know, just jump straight from Game Boy Advance to new 3DS XL to Wii Wii 2. Do you, do you mean... Oh, here I thought you might mean the Game Boy Color. Uh, no, Game Boy Color is the opposite direction, Jetty. 
I'm pretty sure the only the only intermediate between what you have played up to and the DS is the Game Boy Micro. <laughs> <laughs> I guess okay, here's the thing. I guess I'm surprised by all of these Game Boy Color games because apparently I've never actually seen a real Game Boy Color only game because they mm. come in this weirdly shaped cartridge. Yeah, because they gotta fit all those extra colors then. Yeah. Well, like, every single one that's, like, explicitly a Game Boy Color game, and I had read about this, is that, like, number one, for some reason, they have, like, clear cases. Like, uh, mm -hmm. remember Atomic Purple, where it was, like, clear and you could see into it? But these are, like, gray, and you can see through them, and they have, like, a little bulge, and they don't have... Actually, how do you turn them on? Oh, right, because it doesn't do that. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if you children would remember that in the original Game Boy, there's a little notch. There's a notch in the cartridge, which, when you turn on the Game Boy, it would slide like a little peg into the notch so that you couldn't pull the Game Boy cartridge out while you were playing. I think, I think mine is... Is this the Game Boy or the Game Boy Color? This is the Game Boy, the original one. See, uh, I, I don't know if mine mine is I got from someone else. I do have an original Game Boy, but I think that Switch might be broken because <laughs> I don't think that's the case on mine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, there was like a little purple peg with a little purple flippy switch that like it would pop out and go in there um, so that you couldn't play. I'm it. almost 100% sure that that is broken on mine. <laughs> <laughs> they had to tear the game out. It was important. Um, but yeah, I never noticed that it's not there. Because the button is on the side in the Game Boy Color, but it also is missing the notch so that you can't put a Game Boy Color game and play it on a Game Boy. Or maybe that's what they were trying to do. Maybe that's why you're missing yours. Maybe. They had... Maybe, maybe, oh. maybe they opened up a portal to the uh, darkest dimension. Yeah. And... Which is why Nintendo <laughs> didn't want you again. putting a Nintendo you know, Game Boy Color cartridge in, obviously. Now I think now it works opposite. Now the 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 3DS games have an extra notch on them so that you can't put them in a in a DS in a regular DS. So one other thing I would like to note is that um I don't know if you recall, but I went to Japan and I bought a number of a you number did? of What wait, wait, you went where? <laughs> where did you go, Jen? When? I went When did you go to Japan? What when did this happen? <laughs> Jenny, did you, you perchance recall. visit the land of the rising sun? Yeah, 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 that place. <laughs> um, so I feel like I would have noticed that. Yeah. yeah. If I because I would have was... had to like help Diana run the site for like several months. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I just disappeared for three months, you probably you'd think you would have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, go ahead. So while I was there, I bought a number of games, and I had actually bought a number of Game Boy games that were in Japanese. Now, I had actually, before I went to Japan, uh, I had already packed up my Game Boy Color, um, so I never had the opportunity to try it. But here I am in uh, beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, uh, sitting in our new uh, headquarters, our new you know, flagship office, I had this new Game Boy Color that I had bought at a yard sale for $10 with a bunch of games in it. And I also had all of my Japanese cartridges. 
and I decided to try the Japanese cartridge in the American Game Boy Color, and it worked. So, like, I oh, can just nice. play all these Japanese games, the, like, you know, four that I bought on the Game Boy. So it's not region locked? No, it's not. Which, now... Had region locked, region locking even been invented? And that's, I think, the the thing, is that, like, um, the Famicom will not play in the Nintendo Entertainment System because the chips are actually different. They, like, added pegs to one that aren't in the other. So, like, you physically cannot fit them in the machine, weirdly. Like, I've heard stories that you can, like, cut them out, like, just take, like, wire cutters and just snip them out and cram them in there. There's also, like, a converter that you can buy. And I think that the games just work. Um, The other thing that I know is that the Super Famicom games, they're, like, fatter. They have, like, a round front, whereas the Super Nintendo is, like, flat on the front. So, like, they won't physically fit in the machine, but you can plug them in and that they would play... If I remember correctly, they would play in the Super Nintendo. But yeah, the Game Boy games are just shaped the same. Like, there's no difference, and they play just fine. I looked up the Atomic Purple Game Boy Color. Yeah. Because that's the one that I had yeah. um, when I was really little. Yep. I got it when I was, like, five, and I had one game for it for the longest time. What was the game? It was Little Mermaid 2 Pinball. Yes. Nice. And it had, like, I think the cartridge cartridge had a battery in it, because it was really big, and I'm about to look it up. Okay. Me too. Pinball. We had, I had on the Game Boy, um, Tetris, and this basketball game that was just terrible. It was very bad. Very, very bad. Like, it was just like, press B to shoot, and sometimes basket happens. I also had Woody Woodpecker uh, racing. Don't remember where that came from, though. If I got it for, like, a birthday or something, but... I also had Arthur. I also had Arthur. That was the best game that I had at that time in my life. (laughs) Tetris from my uh, uncle's Game Boy. I had that. Why does it have a battery in it? It might not be a battery, but it was compatible, I think, with the printer. Hmm. Because, um, no, I, I'm looking at printer, but Pokemon Pinball. No, sorry, like, I, I'm seeing pictures of, like, people who have it, and they're, like, they do put a battery in it. Okay, good, because I have no idea why. It's so weird. I also had the, uh, two of the Powerpuff Girl games. And it was for, um, oh my gosh, it was, um, the Bubbles and Blossom ones and then i also had a barbie game magic genie adventure <laughs> as opposed to just a regular genie magic genie adventure. magic genie um I, i'm looking there the learning company games i didn't know that was a learning company game apparently but hey look the american girls premiere that was a fun game i did not have that my grandma did but anyway the- Game Boy games. The game has a rumble feature which vibrates the Game Boy Color when turned on with an extra battery. Is that how? Is that how that works? Wow. Okay. Why? I don't know. Why? Because it's pinball. Gotta have that tactile feedback. Games I had. I didn't have any Pokemon games, which was sad. Well, 
maybe speak instead of games that we've had, maybe we could talk about games that we've had been playing in recent times. I'm already looking up every Game Boy game ever, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Jetty, what video Actually, games have you been playing in recent times? I have been playing, uh, I believe it was Game Cola's best game of 10 years ago, 2016, Mother 3. Oh, how is it? I'm on the fence. I'm still playing the game. The mechanics are good. I like it. But the story <laughs> isn't quite there for me. Like, I... I've only finally just gotten to the part where you actually meet, like, the supposed main character, um, or where, like, you actually begin playing as him. Because, like, the first part of the game, you play as the cowboy dad, the thief guy, and a monkey. And, like, I mean, I, I get, like, okay, it's, like, wacky characters, that's nothing really new, but I guess, like, the whole thing about, you know, the original Earthbound is that it's, like, relatable. You know, you're playing, like, an average kid in an average town in, like, a modern fantasy setting. Yeah. And it's like, well, now you're, like, two middle-aged guys and a monkey in, like, not really a modern fantasy setting. It's just kind of like, oh, this wacky weird town, so weird. Now that I've gotten to the main character, they've also, like, updated it to be a more, like, normal, like, more like Earthbound. And, like, I hate to say like well i don't like it because it wasn't exactly like the original game but yeah. you know th th there's certain expectations and so like i'm gonna see now that i'm like there this is the like main character that i've known from you know nobody talks about the dad i hadn't heard about the dad until i like started playing the game or this other guy whoever he is yeah. does he come back i don't know but um <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if I care about it a bit more. Um, I mean, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. It's playable, you know? Um, <laughs> kind of reeling back in there, Jetty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun. Enjoyable. I'm still yeah. playing it. It's a video game that you can play. Yeah. It exists. <laughs> it's there. It does, in fact, exist. It's still installed on my computer. Yeah. Well, no, I, I've been playing, uh, it is oh, installed been... on my Retro Freak. Oh, right, because you can, yeah, you can I'm Japanese. not one of you plebeians playing <laughs> <laughs> on your computer. Okay, you're still playing it on, like, this weird, like, Frankensteinian, like, <laughs> console Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah. So don't, my, you, don't you go all purist on me. Yeah, it, Alex it's, okay, and... <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is that, like, it's not even like I'm playing the cartridge in the machine. <laughs> I'm I'm playing the ROM that I downloaded in the machine. Is it the Japanese one? No, I, I'm, I have the translation. And here you were. Yep. <laughs> making fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> How could you do this to me, uh, Jetty? I know. How could you? Yes. Come on. It did have a very convenient um, uh, patching feature where it'll do the patching for you. Just yeah. like every modern emulator. <laughs> hey, Anna. Hey. What video games have you been playing in recent times? Okay, um... I have been playing 
Valhalla still. Oh. Um, with James for the YouTube channel. I restarted Earthbound because I started watching Diana's videos. And, um, you can watch both of those series on the game called YouTube channel, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. Hey. So what happened is that I played on my 3DS. I was going to make a save point because the game crashed on me and I had to restart a small section of the game and I didn't want to do it again. But instead of making a save point, I accidentally clicked on the uh, save point that was already made by somebody in July. I don't remember who made it. It might have been Cam. Effectively deleting all of my work to that point in Foresight, where I was almost done oh, in Foresight. Wow. Yeah, you weren't even like near the beginning and of the game or something is like yeah yeah that happened so i have to restart and i don't know when i'm gonna restart but eventually so instead i went back and played animal crossing a bit <laughs> for the first time in two months to calm down but i also uh i bought another game today called metopia and my party it my party consists of me a thief my sister Mary, who is the chef, Cam, who is um, warrior, and my little from my sorority, who is our mage. So that's been fun. It's kind of like Tomodachi life. <laughs> A little bit like Tomodachi life in the fact that you don't really... It's There's more gameplay, I think, than Tomodachi life. Yeah. But... Whatever yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's more fun. gameplay, but less character interaction. Yeah, a bit less. It's eh, eh. It's fun. I I've, I've also heard that the most of like once you get to a certain point in the game, like the character interaction drops off a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've been playing. I've been playing Buriti, my uh, plant, my virtual plant thing. Still, <laughs> also, also, um, all six of those uh, Thomas the Tank Engine maps, which are not very fun. None of them are very fun, but then again, I am also 22 and not the bait audience for these games. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I haven't tried Talk to Thomas yet, so we're gonna try that one. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do that right now. Speech recognition by Bing. <laughs> Whoa. See what happens. Thomas looks so upset. Oh, he looks less upset. Upon seeing my beautiful face. Hi, Thomas. Hello, Anna. <laughs> He's just staring at me. <laughs> He's staring at me with his soulless eyes. I'm terrified. <laughs> what, what are we gonna do today, Anna? I'm so scared. Are we gonna deliver some coal? Ah. Or maybe deal with those troublesome trucks. Oh Thomas sounds mysteriously like Joe with a British accent. <laughs> it's reading me a story. I feel like that's not far off from what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I feel like I was really close for someone who's not British or a train. Oh This can't be our bedtime. <laughs> I feel like I did a better Thomas voice than you guys did. Oh my god, 
gosh, this is terrible. I think <laughs> I was better. I think I'm the better I didn't Thomas. Even get to talk to Thomas. But which one's the real Thomas? <laughs> Alright. Alright, that's enough. You can do whatever you want with your buffers on your own time. Let's end the podcast. Sorry. Joe, what have you been playing? I yeah. b- played Pokemon Showdown mostly because that's all I have time for these days. Um, uh, after, between that and editing Diana's Earthbound playthrough. Um, she she beat all the moles <laughs> today. She's about, Ooh. she's like 15 minutes behind Paul, I think, now. Which is commendable considering Paul cuts out all of his battles. Yeah. And anytime <laughs> he goes to the hospital. So it's actually pretty good, unless she forgot to do something important, because she was at one point like 45 minutes behind Paul, and then all of a sudden, like, I was just sort of watching both, and then they started entering the mole dungeon at like the same time, and I was like, when did she gain like half an hour? (laughs) So she might have, either Paul wasted a lot of time on something he didn't need to do, or Diana forgot to do something important, and I don't know about, enough yeah. about Earthbound to to know what what the case actually is. So I guess we'll see. Um, but I've been playing Pokemon Showdown. I've been messing around with weather teams. Like I tried to do one team that used every single weather condition because all the Pokemon have abilities now. There are a bunch of abilities for each weather condition where it's like you send the Pokemon out and it makes that weather condition happen. So I have Pelipper, uh, Mega Charizard Y, Tyranitar. And Alola Ninetales. And so I can do rain, sun, uh, sandstorm, and uh, hail all at the same time. And then I have uh, a Raikou with Weather Ball, which I can put a Normium Z on. And it basically gives me a Z mood of of whatever type of weather it is because it still works on Weather Ball. But it it still changes the type of the move. So that's cool. I forget what the last one is. It's something weather themed, I think. Oh, I think no, I think it's actually just Landorus T. Because it's just that's just useful. And then I right now I've been mostly playing with a hail sandstorm team. And that synergy sort of works well because it's always like doing chip damage. Jenny, have you had a chance to play the advanced Pokemon games yet? That you've been moving to the Game Boy Advance? Uh, other than Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, uh, no. No? Nope. Man, oh man, what if I find a Game Boy Advance at a yard sale? <laughs> yeah, then you could, uh, I, you should keep an eye out for, for those Pocket Mans, Jetty. You know? Yeah. Pocket Monsters, Monster in My mm-hmm. Pocket, whatever that is. Yeah, because you don't, you haven't even played any games with abilities. <laughs> Um, I think that was the main thing that Gen 3 added, was every Pokemon getting one or two special abilities. I mean, the original Pokemon had, you know, Strength, uh, Cut, Surf. That's not what the special abilities are, Jetty. Let me, let me have this, Joe. <laughs> Jetty, is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, stuff like, what it, like, Swift Swim where you your speed is doubled in rain or um Shedinja's wonderful ability where it can't take damage from any move that isn't a super effective attack hmm. but it only has one health so you're missing out on all cool pokemon designs like that jetty 
I guess I'll just have to find a Game Boy Advance City Yard Sale. Or just the game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can play Game Boy Advance games and things, because that's why yeah, I... Yeah, that's the whole yeah. reason how you have been. <laughs> that this was the whole, my whole point. Yeah. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think it's about time for us to say thank you for listening to the Game Cold Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net. Video games. Video games. Video games. We have social medias. Uh, it's Facebook, Twitter, GameCola. Mm-hmm. You can ask us questions on there, and Anna will probably answer you, I guess. Or we'll answer <laughs> yeah, them probably. on the podcast if we think it's they're true. good enough. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube and watch the playthroughs that are going on that we mentioned earlier. Um, Valhalla and Earthbound, as well as podcasts go up there um from time to time we have a bunch of different uh video series that you can check out um just go to gc.net the letter g the letter c the word dot and the word net um and you can we already talked about social media you can check us out on twitch twitch.tv slash game for live streams um if you follow us there One you'll be we'll you'll be again. notified yes we will live stream jetty's been jetty's been working on his show right jetty I have been putting a lot of effort into trying to stream the Game Boy Color screen. Not an emulator, but actually physically seeing the screen. I have been putting more time than I really should into this. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll pay off. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so follow us on Twitch if you want to look out for that and get notified when we go live there. Um, if you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes too so we can be teleported directly into your mobular device and um if you like us a lot you could rate us highly on itunes give us go five stars and a comment we haven't had one of those we haven't had a comment in a while yeah. that'd be that'd be cool um now if you don't like us uh itunes is currently defunct mm, bad news <laughs> for you um you actually can't listen Sorry, to any yes. podcasts ever um and has nothing to do with the fact that you have terrible taste uh, well, here's the thing. No one, no one who's actually dislikes the podcast is going to listen this far. <laughs> so we can make fun of them. They're not we... here for Tom. If they're not here for Tom's the tank engine, I don't know. So yeah, uh, you and you can uh, message us questions to read on the podcast on Facebook or Twitter, or you can email us at podcast at gamecola dot net, and we'll read. We can read them off and you know have conversations about them, and hopefully they'll be funny. And that's how the podcast works. That'd be fun. Yeah, and I, and I think that's it. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight. And uh, have a good time of day, wherever it is that you are, wherever you are listening to this. And we hope to see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. everybody this is joseph martin your podcast commander in post uh coming in first of all to give you the uh, jeopardy game boy music that we didn't deliver on in the podcast proper but also to let you know that we tried something a little different with the way we recorded and edited this podcast together so i just want to let you know in case you notice anything sounding better 
or maybe sounding a little different than you're used to. The idea here is that I should have gotten rid of a lot of background noise and chips and chirps of people hitting stuff around. But also, because of the new setup, I probably didn't get rid of as much of the dead air as I usually do. So we'll sort of see. It's a work in progress, but I just want to let you know if things sound a lot different than they have before. That's probably that, and there's going to be a little bit of kinks and clanks as I sort of get this new system worked out. So uh, thanks again for listening. Hope to see you next month, and have a good day.